Welcome to Cryptic Chronicles, a show all about everything mysterious, unexplained, and cryptic in the world. Today on the show, we're going to continue our interview with TD, and this is part two. We're going to go into all this demonic possession stuff and his struggle with the devil, as well as a demon called Cameo. TD is a musician, as well as an esoteric scholar and paranormal investigator. So let's just hop right into it, shall we? I'm your host, Tim Hacker, and you're listening to Cryptic Chronicles. This is, this is the way. This is the way. These, these entities, they would congregate. Now is the time to take risks. This is the continuation of the interview with TD. And when I was 14, we got told, oh, this new girl's moved from Italy. Um, I won't I won't mention her name or anyone's names from the stories. I'll simply refer to them as different letters. So we'll say X. Her name's X. So X moves to my village and first time i met this girl it was a feeling i have never come close to experiencing again it was looking dead in the eyes of someone who i could possibly have never have met there was no chance she'd moved all the way from italy and before that albania there is no way in hell i could have just seen this girl passing and we both just were speechless couldn't speak to each other at first it was such a weird experience and we become very close friends she had quite limited ability to speak english so it was difficult but we were really good friends for about a year but i always had this weird underlying feeling of there's something about this girl do i recognize her what's my body trying to tell me why am i seeing numerological signs every time i'm thinking about her and I didn't necessarily fancy her. It was more just a fascination. Um, but eventually, about a year goes past. I'm finishing up my studies in school. Um, and we started dating. Everything was uh, great at first. There was, it, was, it was beautiful. Like It was really true love. Like Your average like you know teen young love story it was all that you know i'm working with her family and you know we're all in love everything's going good but the facade started to slowly fall down after a while so it would have been about two three months into us being together I discovered the fact that she was involved in an arranged marriage with quite a powerful family. 
on another side of the planet. I'm not going to mention any locations or discern. I have to be extremely careful about how I explain these stories because no I a lot of information. I'm bound under oath. Um, and not only that, it could just get me in trouble. But she was involved in an arranged marriage with this very powerful family, and I convinced it to be cancelled. It was stopped, which was good for her and good for me. But it was clear that there was more going on behind the scene than just this. There was something quite strange about her upbringing. Um, her origin started making no sense. The stories she was telling started conflicting. And she started exhibiting extremely strange behaviors around me. She would appear at my house. So I had a room in my back garden. And because of that, a lot of my friends would come around at any time of the night. I'd just wake up, we'd smoke, you'd play video games. But she kept doing it and coming at like 3 a.m. And would just sit in my room, go silent or hit herself then go to laughing hysterically to then going back Whoa. to normal crying scared asking what's going on what where where does she keep going and i'm she had limited english so it was it was really weird but i knew she struggled with cocaine so for a while i just put this off as cocaine she's on drugs i need to help her i i was like this girl's clearly some sort of karmic connection to my soul for me to have felt so strongly about her so quickly and for us to have almost we mirrored each other almost completely but that mirroring is something that was not because of true love i will get onto it towards the end of the story but these behaviors slowly started exerting and exhibiting themselves more and more in my daily life as i became a more devout christian um, I eventually got given the position of a youth pastor, but she would never go to church with me and would do these fucking, sorry, swear, um, would do these terrifying things in my house. Like would just completely speak in tongues for half an hour or try and physically attack me or herself. And after would have no recollection, would snap out of it. Like what's going on? What happened in the last 15 minutes? I know exactly movie? where and this I'm is like, going. Yeah, and I'm like, what do you mean, movie? You were just banging your head against the wall. She touches it, sees blood. She's like, what? Freaks out again, and then shoom, slips back into this trance. And so I was baffled for a while. And I, in the back of my mind, I knew something darker was going on, but she wasn't opening up about it. Uh, and as I got further into the church, the worst it sort of started becoming to the point where she was physically abusing me on basically a daily basis. The verbal abuse coming from, I don't, like I said, I don't believe it was entirely her. Um, but it become a daily thing that, okay, this thing that's dark inside her is more trying to manifest itself onto me than it is, is her. And so I gave in, I started asking questions to family members, to the church. But the problem with Christians is they're like the worst people to speak to if you're having problems with demons and ghosts. Yeah, they just follow a set script, and it's an inaccurate oh, script. Yeah, oh, 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 this demon's coming. It's coming for you. There's nothing you can do. She's obviously sold her soul. You, you, you must leave her. And 
there were loads of religious people at our workplace, Jehovah's Witnesses, <laughs> and them too. They're like, no, she's she's oh, she's dark, this and that. She has this black book, and oh, she she they, she tells us she kills animals, <laughs> like the craziest stuff coming out. So it made more sense just to go with my own approach of the okay, there's something dark of that one of these creatures that's been after me my whole life in my house, in my sleep, in my nightmares. Another thing from me since a kid, um, I my REM sleep's completely messed up from taking Ritalin at a young age. So I'm most of the time in the day in a semi-dreamlike state. And when I sleep, I'm completely lucid, but mainly in nightmares. And I would see her in my dreams every night when it started getting bad. So this is about four or five months in now. She would appear as this creature that had been haunting me my whole life in my dreams. And so this started fueling my psychosis of, oh, my God, you know, maybe she's like my twin flame. Maybe this is my soul that is being trapped by this demon. Oh, I might have to free it. This is my duty. This isn't the doctors are telling her she's crazy. Her family, her friends. Okay, I'm going to put this responsibility on myself because I have God. You know, a, a lot of Christians, you get very jumped up when you're a Christian. and You think, oh, yeah, I've got God. Nothing can hurt me. I've got Jesus. Jesus and God, they work to a very large extent. But when, when something is physically manifest in someone, it's not as simple as just uttering the words of Christ. So it, it started getting to its worst about six months in. I'm a youth pastor at this point, dancing on the edge of insanity. Meanwhile, I'm doing the biggest exams of anyone's life in the UK, your GCSEs. It's like 15 different subjects I took because I had a high IQ. So it was stressful. I was working long weeks as well. I had a very poor family. Um, a lot of the time I'd be homeless because I couldn't stay at home. Um, and all the meanwhile, I'm trying to save this goal. Um, Sounds pretty rough. Yeah. So it got to the one, it come to one day and people in the restaurant are telling me that oh she's f losing it today she'd gone in and told them listed members of their dead family from three generations ago and told them the exact address that they grew up in a foreign country and they're like these are old dudes like one of them's like a 50 year old jehovah's witness so they're credible sources i'm i'm i then realized okay this stuff is definitely real. I can't sit aside anymore and put this down to mental illness or to drug addiction. How can I verify it, though? I knew I had my Bible in my bag. So I said, OK, X, I said, go, go into the um, I think it was I told her to go into like the walk in fridge in the kitchen we were working in. So she goes in. I'm like, look, I've got, I've got you a gift. I've got you a present, surprise present. You're going you're gonna to love it. And she's all excited, being all cute, how she always was. You know, my gosh, she's being my girlfriend, the girl I loved. And I said, turn around, close your eyes. I don't want you to see the surprise. As soon as my Bible come out the lip of my backpack, she goes wider, like in this growling, like she's like a little four foot 11 Italian girl, cute as fuck sweet voice why have you got a bible it just turns around and starts attacking me trying to rip my bible and just speak in tongues and walks out 
goes sits at a table while customers are in the restaurant, lights up a pentagram of candles and just burns her hands in them. And this was like, okay, wow, damn, this isn't a joke anymore. This isn't like me and my head and her head playing tricks. Like it became very real at this moment. And that's nuts. Yeah, and it was almost like it kind of broke me mentally in a way because it was like it wasn't just the realization of her it was the realization of these things i've been seeing and being attacked by and being drained by my whole life have now become real and it was it was very hard for the mind to comprehend when, when you finally come to terms with it, a lot of people have it in a much better way. It doesn't always happen in such a dark way. My course of an awakening just had to be on a very violent and dark path. Um, but when you have this realization of, oh my God, you know, these, these things are real and it has my girlfriend and it's coming for me. That's when it kind of sunk what did you in. Do? It, was, it was just dread. So from there, when we'd work in this restaurant, she would do some weird stuff. And I started praying. I started learning. Um, I started speaking. I didn't go to the pastor of my church because it's a new age church. and They don't care. They will not try and help you. They are. Majority of new age churches are literally Luciferian. It's oh. put into a Bible. So these people were fueling it. They're, they're, they're scaring me even more. They're like, you can't leave her now. She's come. She's bound to you. Almost trying to convince me it was real, which I didn't like. So I went to a Catholic priest and he started teaching me prayer to use and, you know, gave me different oils and ointments and she'd have her episodes. She'd go from this cute little girl to this menacingly voiced and like the face would just when bring down the light on her chain. yeah it was this grin this grin i'd been seeing in my nightmares my whole life uh, that these demons would do with this big white cheshire cat smile that didn't seem humanly possible and i would stand there and i'd you know i'd read out prayer i'd stand with my bible and try and pray but this thing would just mock me well, a it lot of people believe stand. that these entities live outside of linear time. So that makes sense yeah. that you, from that perspective, like you seeing that smile when you were younger and whatnot, that totally makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And uh, though when we get to the end, I'll tie up a lot of the points with it because these things, these entities, they are, like I said, it's a celestial entity. I come to realize with her. And these things are... They have dominion over sections of reality. These things are so complex, intelligent, and powerful that you, they may be planting the seeds years in advance. Your whole life, and yeah. You won't realize. So, yeah, it gets to about almost two years of being with her, and I've been trying this Christian approach. It's getting to the point I'm being sexually abused in my sleep by this entity. She's cutting me in my sleep. I got stabbed once. I would be literally, I was a strong lad. I was always over like five foot seven from the time I'm talking. And I was groomed into gangs as well at a young age. Something I don't need to go about for today. But 
I was a hard little lad. I, I, I spent my whole life fighting. I spent my whole life being beat up by gangs, by my dad, in school, getting bullied because of my ADHD. I was strong. He would ragdoll me. And she was like half my size. And of course, you're telling this to your friends and people would just fucking laugh at me. And it, I'd try and pray, but after a while, I stopped believing in the power of Jesus' name because all he could do was make it go away. These 15-minute episodes would happen and I'd pray with all my heart and I would invoke so much light, but it could only make it go away for a moment. And no one believed me, no one in my family, none of my friends, like, and it was just, I, well, that's I did, one her of their family, weapons is isolation. Yeah. Her family knew it was real and they were always very thankful that I tried to do all my best. They said it's something that had affected her since she was a child, that she does it to them as well. And just the worst thing as well, she'd have no recollection after. So I can't tell my friends. I can't tell my family. I can't tell her. God's not listening to me anymore. And that was it. It was about two years in. I had this breaking point where the light, I couldn't keep that torch shining any longer. I'd been stuck out a little oil lamp in my head that was keeping away the darkness. But I used up all that fuel multiple times and refilled it. And it got to about two years in, there was a really horrific experience. She completely flipped this one day with detailing events that had happened in the last month that she couldn't possibly have been there for or seen or knew about. Um, I was effectively raped by this entity. I, hadn't, I was in this complete trance. I had, engaging in sex with this with this demon with this succubus i allowed it in i just broke my brain couldn't take it anymore and i gave into that darkness and we had sex whatever which i i don't like using the word rape lightly but i was not conscious i was not aware it was it was very very weird experience when you sexually interact with someone who's possessed it's it's like some sort of hold gets put on you like that thing's trying to come into your body um through time and i just broke down she snapped out of it and she starts laughing at me she's like why are you crying you're a fucking man like what's even happened and i'm like you were just biting chunks out of me whilst we were doing whatever and whatever i'm not gonna get too into that but oh my gosh He's like, no, I didn't. You're fucking crazy. Go smoke a cigarette or something, you asshole, and slaps me and goes to sleep. And that was it. It was, I went out to my garden. I smoked about 15 cigarettes. And midway through those 15 cigarettes, for the first time in my life, the devil came forth and spoke. I'd never let him in, but he had something to say today. Oh, I was wow. looking at this tree. I, I've always lived in quite isolated woodland areas. I'm looking at this tree and it had two big horns. And it, as I stared at it more, the more it morphed into this Baphomet-like image. And it's there and it's just mocking me. These voices, in, I've never had voices in my head. It's something I don't suffer with unless I'm having these experiences. Um, I don't hear voices ever. I never speak to voices in my head unless I'm praying or in meditations. But this was like a 
booming voice from the back of my skull, laughing, mocking. What do you think? Jesus is going to save her. Oh, do you think your prayers are going to save her? The, we have her. We've always had her. Her soul's ours. We will torture her forever. All these things being said in my head and seeing these images of hell and what happens to a soul if it goes there. And this entity just mocking me. And again, it just broke me even more. And then it said, but there is hope. And I'm like, what the, what could the devil possibly give me? I'm like, I'm not stupid. And he's like, no, I know you're not stupid, but we never wanted her soul. We want yours. Ah. Give us what we want and she will be free. And I, I, I was like, no, I know I can no. do this, <laughs> but this thing is... You have when when you enter. I don't believe it was the devil himself. I believe it was the entity possessing her. Because like I'll go on to explain later, it's a very powerful celestial level demon. I believe it was the demon just taking the form of yeah. the devil to convince me. They'll take um, whatever form will work. Exactly. But so and you're being shown these images and this knowledge, and it's it's almost like speaking in tongues in your head. It's not wasn't English, but I knew exactly what this thing was telling me. And it said, just cut yourself, let the blood drip on the ground, and that's all I need for it to be done. We'll come and claim your soul when you're 23, but she will be freed. I was in such a daze and in a dark place. I did it, and I went inside. And nothing happened for a while. And this is about halfway we get to the story now, about two and a half years in of the five-year ordeal. I, it's the last thing I wanted to do ever in life was to sell my soul or to accept any dark entity and let it have control over me. But this was, when it gets to the point, it's like two and a half years in and, you're so in love with this one thing that you almost feel like she's a part of yourself. It just seemed logical at the time. Um, but I, I immediately regretted it. And I still kept my faith in God. I still went to church every day. I consulted the monastery near where I live, the Buddhist monastery, and they gave me techniques to purge the evil. And I kind of just, she stopped doing all her crazy stuff for a while after that night. and nothing really changed in my life and i thought oh maybe this was just a weird event maybe this was just maybe maybe i'm a little bit crazy and i should keep this to myself i don't want to get put in a mental asylum or anything you know maybe i should just keep this to myself and i went about that but i would keep getting these hints that it hadn't left her she would still exhibit these strange behaviors, not to the extent that it would happen before, but little things and little signs led me to believe that it was still there. And that's when I realized, oh, so this is how the demons and the devil works. I've been tricked. Not only has he got her soul now, he effectively has mine as well. Ooh. And that was... That's like a real oof moment because I came to learn unless the p participant is willing. Um, soul possession is not possible. 
and to a certain extent the person has to truly believe in what's happening for it mm -hmm. to take effect even if you so, believe in it it's not fully possible to the full extent in a certain criteria yeah exactly and she she didn't believe she was possessed and thought i was the issue in this situation so it kept her soul too because she didn't want to be released and i came to find out through speaking to the people at her work that she'd been practicing the ritual in Anton LaVey's Bible for quite some years, for years before I had met her. And she never told and you that? Nope. I found the book one day wow. and I literally, it was, I, I would rather have found her in bed with another man. Genuinely would have rather Especially found her Especially after all the stuff that had man. happened to you. Yeah, because then I realized, okay, not only has she, she has invoked these forces, she's lied to me about it and led me to the point where I've sold my soul. So, and this is when all the links start clicking of that smile, the entity I see in my dreams. Why did I recognize her so much? Why does she mirror me so perfectly? Why is she descendant from these powerful families who allowed her out of an arranged marriage with another extremely powerful family to be with some little country soy boy who works in a farm? It, doesn't, it didn't make sense. And that's when it started to click of, okay, this isn't just demons now. It's I'm facing the occult. Yeah. And so after I found the Bible, I made her burn it. She tried to convince me she had no recollection of it. Stupid as I was, I carried on to believe it. Um, but it started coming out of her more. She kept having um, really unexplainable illnesses, and so did I. She'd have cysts just randomly pop up and burst, but almost every month I started coughing I, although I smoked heavily, which could definitely be an extent of it, but I don't believe so because these symptoms stopped once I get to the, I'll conclude at the end of my story. You'll see how it kind of got my soul back in a sense. Um, I was coughing up black, throwing up blood. Um, blood would come out my eyes some nights, just really unexplainable sickness. And that's when I realized, okay, whether or not she meant for this and wants to save herself, I need to save myself now. Uh, you know, this 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 situation has obviously been brought about for a reason because it just seemed so natural to me when it was all happening, like it was preordained in a sense. Um, so that's when I kind of set out on my own quest to start really studying Goetia, the occult, and all the stuff that goes behind it to see, okay, what ah. led her to get to the stage she's at and what, what yeah, could I totally. possibly do to undo it in order to fight something you have to understand it exactly and i knew this thing had a hold of me so it wasn't going to do any more detriment to my soul to learn this stuff um i just had to be careful with how i practiced it but i would try many different things i i got some exorcisms from the clergy but because i had an impure soul at this point i couldn't enact the exorcism um so i'd try but it wouldn't really work we had a few experiences doing that uh, it, it was interesting but 
again, although I still, I, I prayed every day still, I meditated every day still. So this entity, it couldn't take me completely that like would it limit, had her. Yeah, that would greatly limit its influence over you. Exactly. It needed to break me. So this was the, this was the turning point for me where I realized, okay, don't give in because then he has you. Even if I have to spend a lifetime now resisting this evil, I'm going to do it and try and find a way out. Um, and then I met a very, very strange influence and friend in my life. We'll call him Zed. Me and Zed no longer speak, but he, is, he was a great man. He was, uh, I met him, he was about 25. I must have been about, oh no, about 24. I must have been about 18. Um, we just shared interest in all similar topics, but he was miles ahead of me. He'd been studying this stuff from the same age as me, but he was born, you know, six years, six years before me. So through him, I'd meet him every month or so in London. And we slowly started building up a picture. This is about three years in coming towards the end of the whole ordeal. We really started to build a picture of what could be going on. Um, and we referred to Anton LaVey's Bible and the Lesser Key of Solomon. And through divination and meditation, we come to discern that X was under the influence of a demon called Cameo. Um, Cameo, though, or not being a demon prince, he is a very high-ranking demon. And I believe he has legion over 502 armies of demons something like that it could be 52 I'm, I'm not sure this is all quite past tense now but we realized okay we're dealing with a very intelligent powerful manipulative entity um it took the form of water and of crows and one thing i so a lot of this happened when i was staying at the old manor house the one that was hundreds of years old i would be woken up frequently throughout the night by birds just screaming by my window like i don't know i've never heard birds make them noises again or before and i'm pretty convinced it was influenced by this entity whenever she was there birds would just be screaming all throughout the woods um stuff like i'd just be in a room water would just start dripping on my head but there wouldn't be a leak from the ceiling or anything and that's when i really you know once i discerned who this entity was and his abilities i realized just the extent of how powerful these entities are and what a grave mistake the person i'd loved had made cameo because is also known as came came that's right and yep he Hello rules 30 came. legions yep that's it i know exactly who you're talking about Yep, that's him. Um, so we found his name through divination. Um, I don't know, we didn't do any scrying for this occasion. But it was like, okay, wow, I'm not just dealing with, you know, everyone, you, all, all you really hear about publicly throughout life, because all this stuff, there's, I will get onto the extent of this Satanism and this demonology prevalent in the world, but growing up, the average ghost story is, oh, there's this demon that just likes this one house and he just fucks with everyone who moves in there. But Cameo has an interest in of time. That, yeah, this now shifting to a being that exists in the realm of time 
who himself controls these multiple legions of demons who can influence animals and water yeah he can help you communicate with animals exactly and so this is when i managed to discern through i'll be honest i i I studied meditation, hypnosis, MK Ultra, all of that a lot growing up. And I, I, I don't like keeping anything so did secret. You, I don't did you come across Haniel? Wrong. Because Haniel is the specific angel that can bind Cameo. Haniel. Um, did you ever do that? Yeah, that when yeah. That is Cameo's uh, yeah, kryptonite. There was, one, there was one big ritual we'd done to sort of put that all to rest. Um because one thing, I just want to give a quick warning quickly, like, because this is the main reason I'm telling this story is mm-hmm. these beings, they, you cannot ever control them. They will control you. They, demons, they, when they come to people, in the case of my girlfriend and how it's happened to many a friend of mine who wanted to cross paths with the occult, these demons will come and they will offer you such great power and pleasure and they will give you everything you want for a few months and you'll think you've you'll think you're the most beautiful powerful intelligent being on this plane of existence and truly believe it but then they're going to start taking that away slowly and slowly and then they stop returning your calls and then the next time they call they say yeah i don't know you do too much good stuff in your life can you start cutting yourself and giving us blood can you cut someone else and give us blood or oh why don't you bring us another soul we've got this person here he's he's quite viable why don't you take him and this is the reality that a lot of people get stuck in is they they invoke these forces and, and it's happened to many a person i know especially in music uh, uh demons like a Paimon's been a prevalent one. A lot of people mm. I knew were invoking Paimon for help in their exams, and now they're covered in cuts on their arms and they're smoking drugs and they're telling me, Theo, I've got these voices telling me, do this, do that. <laughs> no one can help you at that point apart from yourself and your own journey and God. And mm. I just recommend anyone here, if you own San- Anthony LaVey's Satanic Bible and you own the Lesser Key and you plan on practice Goetia or do practice Goetia, they are tricking you. You have, there is n- not a single person I know who has gone through the process of losing their soul by demonic means has ever seen any type of good out of it. Um, And I just highly recommend that anyone here realizes that these books are made to brainwash, confuse, and control you. Every single piece of information that these dark forces will ever give and show you is illusion and will lead you and others away from God. Because I see a lot of people, they, they tell me, oh, but have you read the Satanic Bible? It's, it's actually got really good principles in it. Yes, I have. I've read and studied it greatly. And I've also read and studied the countless worldwide accounts of people being ritually killed, satanically abused by the higher-ranking people who obviously aren't going to put their crimes in the fucking book they sell to the public. Sorry to swear and get a bit riled up. Please don't be tricked by these people. And it's the same with religion. The Bible can do it to you. If you've got if if you've got a satanic priest, he can teach you Satanism through the Bible. I've seen it happen. Do not let 
any man or being below God and his angels ever try and discern your reality, your fate, or tell you right from wrong. We all live in our own respective universes. You do not need to let these forces in That's because true. it will then become their universe and home too. Sorry, that was a quick sponsor from our ads. <laughs> do your thing, man. <laughs> but yeah, just had to get onto that quick. Um, but I'll start wrapping up the story with involved with this girl now. So after quite a while of identifying what demon and whatnot I was facing, um, we then also stumbled across a book in an occult bookshop. And we gave it to the lady. We said, can you hold on to this for us, please? We need it for tomorrow, but we don't have the money right now. And we're trying to achieve this and that. You know, we want to banish this spirit we've been doing it for a while she was like sure we come back the next day and she specifically marked a couple places in these books um and there we we knew it well okay this is it i may finally have my hope this is a definite sign from something's looking out for me here i trusted zed a lot my uh the acronym for my friend he he was a brilliant guy brilliant mind i trusted his knowledge and his practice and so we started preparing. Um, so this is about four and a half years into my relationship with the said girl. Um, the, the demonic attachment I'd allowed to start entering had got to the point where I, if I went to see a medium, they would all be absolutely shocked and ask me to leave. They could not handle what they saw. Oh, One wow. lady said she said she described it as this grimacing again cheshire cat smiled black cloud that was at this point i i would wake up and just throw up blood go to the doctors and explain and they'd be like you're you're one of the healthiest people we've ever spoke to and i i i would be having seizures at night my muscles would be cramping. I'm losing the ability to think. And so, yeah, one medium literally said, she said, out of all my years of doing this, I have never seen anything that's close to what is above you and trying to enter you. And she said, we, and uh, again, this was repeated similar, similarly by a priest, a Catholic priest, by a very famous exorcist from London. I can't remember her name exactly. I believe she passed now. Um, God bless her soul. Amazing lady. And also a very prevalent musician, very quite famous musician that we knew in London. They just could not believe how uh a demon as strong as cameo and along with all the forces he'd been sending to me how i wasn't dead they all literally told me so this was december when we done the ritual they said you're not every single person independent of the other said you won't see the next year you i was not supposed to see 2022 they said you are as good as dead and the one lady just every day would message me and say look i'm proud of you keep going all these people would message me. They'd give me advice for the ritual I was facing. They told me, you know, uh, try eating this food, try getting sleep because, yeah, I was sleeping like two hours a night. I was throwing up blood. I I could barely get through a day, and they were all seeing this black cloud hovering above me, almost digging its fingers and nails into my skin and just grinning away. And I believe someone said. I had 
something like up to a hundred demonic attachments actively trying to take me out again all this stuff is speculation i'm not here to tell anyone this definite fact but i sure as hell felt like i had a hundred demons attached to me it was just torture beyond i i've i've been addicted to all different kinds of drugs in the past from when i was sick growing up doctors giving me benzos experiencing benzo withdrawal i've had to undergo some surgeries without anesthetic because i'm allergic to some I've I've been I've been Ouch. stabbed I've been shot a lot of stuff's happened to me but this was it's a torture you can't imagine and I just truly I kept my faith in God and I worked heavily with the angels and you know they I was lucky enough to be given a fresh chance at life because not everyone who sells their soul does and so we got these yeah books. no one's beyond redemption exactly so we got these books from the bookshop and it was a book on abram in magic a very old medieval practice abram um, the mage exactly fantastic book be very careful if you ever wish to use it get the um, accurate they, translation book, yeah exactly but it gives great warnings in this book which is why i trusted this one because it made it very clear so we realized we had to commit a convocation of the spirits the lesser spirits mainly because this was an act by definitely not by god the devil had caused a so lot so you were doing things. the invocation of the holy guardian angel did you actually do no. that okay, convocation of that the is spirits. some crazy so, stuff dude yeah convocation of the spirits for those who don't know is you summon the devil in his four respective parts which i will not name um because it's too much information for a feeble mind to know before the the devil is separate into four entities you'd know his names if you read it but it's not my place to tell anyone the eight princes of darkness below him the 16 sub princesses uh, sub princes below him the 32 legionnaires cameo being one of them the legions of demons below them and then the entirety of hell it is a on paper a fucking terrifying ritual um but we knew that look okay you've sold your soul you the devil the god's not gonna give you that back but the way the book taught in summoning these entities is first we had to invoke like you were saying the holy guardian angel we all had to do it was a week-long ritual with the first day being preparation three days of invocation of the holy guardian angel our ancestors um all guardian angels and god himself um there was three of us so we basically played the roles of the holy trinity and we'd invoke this light to envelope behind us and fill the room and it was fascinating i was finally practicing something i'd studied my whole life with renowned occultists and it was it, it went fascinating it was an experience beyond belief but it got to finally the day where we had to start uh, the con- the convocation of the lesser spirits and by this point i'm literally i know it's make or break i'm at the point i can't even stay awake my lungs just i'm coughing yeah, up that stuff is these... exhausting and takes constant focus yeah and i'm you know coughing up all this stuff i can feel these attachments you know sometimes my consciousness starts flickering a bit and start hearing these voices but i kept pushing and not letting it in and we went through this three-day ritual and 
it was exhausting. And I mean, it is terrifying. And this is when I know I truly did meet the devil. But over three days, you slowly summon more and more of him until the whole of him is in the room with you. Um, and you just have to constantly... You're basically... The, the whole prayer and the ritual is mainly chanting uh, invocations that to, to remind them these demons that they've fallen from hell, that they are fallen. They, they aren't angels anymore. They aren't gods anymore. It's not their job or rule to be messing with a child of God. And that we set upon them the, the, it's basically like trying to reason with the devil and be like, look, dude, you kind of mm. played dirty here. You sent a girl to go and trick him into selling his soul. You, it was kind of like that. We're just reminding these spirits that they've fallen. And as people invoking God, we have immediate authority over them. And, Made a uh, basically commanded the devil to rid the demon of mine, my plane forever. Um, and yeah, it it definitely works. It it didn't properly take effects for a while. I I'd exhausted so much spiritual energy. Did it take for three so weeks? Long. Say again, sorry. Uh, usually the effects kick in in some form of three, so it would be three days, three weeks, three months, three years, that kind of a thing. I believe I still haven't fully come to see all there is about the light, so I believe it'd be like a almost like a three year cycle. It's about yeah. a year and a half ago this happened, and it was only literally like three weeks ago i remember messaging you saying i've had a real big breakthrough today yeah i've finally seeing things clear and yeah after about six years of dealing with this entity now is the first time in my life i genuinely feel free from it that's and that's fine. a year off a year and a half almost after since i'd done this main ritual that's good to hear what about your lady so she again went back to just having qu quite clear recollection of what happened but when the brain's faced with such a heavy trauma it Dissociates. the easiest option is to erase yeah so yeah. she couldn't really remember a thing i expected that to be the case um yeah, but we believe right. i believe she's all right however i i think she may have invoked something else now because she even though we haven't been together for two, three years, I get sent in, and this is from multiple people. After she realized I'd removed this power from her, I the next four or five partners I had after a couple months of being with them realized they were actively speaking to her, that they also actively practice black magic. That even some of the people who helped me along wow. the way in my journey were also practices of black magic and they were all confiding in each other about my events and you didn't and know that they were connected that's a pretty weird I, it's all starting to synchronicity together now um just because like the last two three girls that i had come stay with me it was my friend actually was speaking to one of the other girls so i know his friends with the original with x and this is a girl that I'd left because she was still friends with X and I knew she was um, into Satanism, black magic. So I left her. She called armed police to my house and stuff, tried to say I was a terrorist. Then another girl comes and my friend come in the room and was like, yo, 
stop bullshitting. I know you're speaking to his ex and she dropped her phone and Lord behold, she's there basically mocking me while spending a week at my house. So it's, I believe these, and this is where I go to like the end of the story of the demon was, I come to realize a few weeks ago, the only thing I was ever scared of was my own shadow. Yes, the ritual helped me find a means to improve and um, benefit my psyche to remove these negative forces that people had put into me through traumas and through um, ritual abuse, through hypnotism with drugs, is that all of this only ever happened because I'd allowed people Mm. to make me believe it was real. And this is the most important part I come to when I tell people my story is as very real as this stuff was when I experienced it and as much as, and as real as I preach to people, it most definitely is. It's all a subject. It's only subject to the human experience and how we allow it. And Mm -hmm. this was more a complex facade with strings being pulled from multiple people who have accepted these darker forces because the spiritual being would have had no power to affect me unless it had been through the medium of my girlfriend. And just a lot of these people showing similar traits and me finding out that they all go to um, the same organization of Coven uh, for witches. They're all part of the same witch societies and organizations. They all pay like in life you can either do what i've done and you can be initiated by true means into the mysteries of the world i earned my way into freemasonry um into the rosicrucian order i don't believe it's something that just comes to everyone a lot of people choose to buy into this stuff and Mm. pull their money together but yeah they a lot it all specifically came from one one group in the end but this is where it, it gets dangerous because a lot of people could just, uh, you know, there are these people that believe they get stalked on mass, and there are these people that think the whole world becomes part of this evil plot. I don't believe that, but I believe that if the devil can affect a lot of people around the world, I believe it wasn't like they were consciously and actively all plotting to get me. That doesn't make sense. I've, 10 people wouldn't just get together to destroy one person's life for fun. It doesn't make sense. Uh, but I believe it's more the devil gains influence over these people and can affect them subconsciously without them even realizing. Because they all stem from these same yeah. poetic demons at the end of the day. These same laws and families that we see throughout culture and throughout the world, they follow very similar patterns. And so I believe it's more a subconscious thing that led them all to start having this influence. Usually is subconscious. Yeah. And a lot of it as well is it's through drugs, like drug abuse. Um, a lot of, so a lot of the people I've met that have been very satanic. Well, you very, know, according to yeah. the lore, the more chaotic your mind, the easier they can have an influence over you. Exactly. And that's when I like a lot of these, a lot of the girls that I've, because it's not just so that's the end of the story for x anyway and that one girl but i've because i've always my music's led me to meet many different people i've I've had many relationships some girls that were like 
I, I've tried to get some goals out of like sex trafficking, for example, but it's su- the devil has built this such an ingrained system of uh, all bad people are just victims of abuse that have given into the darkness the devil throwed them and projected it onto others but all these evil i've you know i've i've crossed paths with murderers i've crossed paths with dealers i've crossed paths with people who have been sold into you know sex trafficking uh, and it's this system is so the true evil in this world it's not written on paper it's it's not written in these go goetic books it's it's it doesn't need to be just as wisdom's passed on down by your grandparents through word of mouth evil's passed along in the world through right of action mm-hmm. and it's also and, subject to the individual like um reality yeah exactly but it's i, I think since mk ultra happened i believe a lot of criminal organizations have started adopting those tactics a oh lot yeah trauma's the, the best way to get a door in there yeah, like in the UK, pretty much majority, and I know this because I've seen it. I've I've had a look into the darker sides of life. I'm a I've not got a criminal record, by the way. I've never harmed another being. I've you know I'm a man of good report. I just lived in a dark place. Um, but I I found out that basically like eighty percent of the cannabis being sold in the UK is being sprayed with up to thirty extra psychoactive chemicals. Um, they put Yuck. psychedelic chemical compounds in basically any drug they can. Even cocaine's got research chemicals in. And I think these cartels have sort of started adopting these tactics. Because one thing they do when you're in a gang growing up is they'll, they'll get you all around and they'll be like, oh, he wants to do some acid. Acid's fun. Everyone's like, yeah, you're a dumb kid. They're giving you 50 pounds to come out with them. You don't know why you're 12 years old. You think this is cool as hell. Mm. They dose you up with acid. When they know you're tripping balls, they beat your ass, lock you in a dark room, scare you, torment you. And then after they all laugh about it and act like it didn't happen. A lot of stuff like that happened. Ketamine is a big one. A lot of girls that go into modeling at a young age, and I know this, this is a first-hand account of a girl that I was living with. I hope she's found peace. I hope she's safe somewhere. I couldn't do anything to help her. But from the age of like 14, she's been given ridiculously large amounts of ketamine and like waking up like naked in bed with fucking old men. It's like these drugs are a huge part that play into it. And I think as a whole, governments, criminal organizations, they're really starting to adopt these tactics that were discovered by America during the MK Ultra programs. Whether it's subconscious that they're doing it or not. Well, even like then, it's like a pretty ancient uh, dark occult trick. Like yeah, trauma. Exactly. The best way to, to fracture someone's psyche and to control them and to break them down and to program them is trauma. Exactly. And with the use of drugs alongside it, yeah, it's a powerful tool. I was lucky enough that, I, although I experienced a lot of these things, like that girl that, you know, was in sex slavery and was using ketamine to get through it, she'd like pour ketamine down my nose when I was asleep and tried oh. to do it to me. And like, even though she was this really broken person, she'd like cut me in my sleep and try well, and have if, sex if with me have while I was sleeping. If you have a strong mind, it's much harder to do. The whole point actually is to get people when they're younger to do it, when they're much more chaotic and yeah. easily fractured. 
like especially if you're a daily meditator like you say you are especially now that would be very very hard to do to you like exactly. almost, almost not even worth it to the attempt yes exactly and this is the realization i had a few weeks ago of okay i didn't necessarily defeat this curse i didn't necessarily defeat this evil i'd done things along the way i'd done rituals and practices that helped me transmute the light and keep going you just have to be strong and resilient to it because eventually they realize they can't break you and uh, like i don't expect experience these dark forces anymore these people still harass me sometimes uh, i get death threats quite a lot i have letters written to me encoded in numbers telling me to kill myself i i have all this happening all the time on my phone but i don't care anymore and since i've had that freedom and insight it, it's i know they can't affect me now and so many yeah. doors started opening up and just on the light, lighter side of things. Uh, things are always going to be different for everybody. But for you, it seems like life yeah. is war, fight or die. So you should probably Definitely. always expect conflict and just embrace it and take Definitely. it on. So we're coming up on two hours now. We should probably nice. start doing the closeout. Is there anything yeah, you want sure. to close That's with? The... Um, no, I, I think thank you for letting me on. It's been nice to finally talk and be able to tell this story fully because absolutely like I, yeah like i said just to wrap it up i i don't know what's true and what's false all i know is what i've seen in this experience and i know that there are thousands if not millions of people worldwide who are being subject to this abuse who are experiencing these darker things and i just want to let those people know that there is hope that even if you may have felt that you've accepted some darkness into your life doesn't or that matter stuck yep. with you, yeah your power of mind is everything and don't be afraid of your own shadow a mm -hmm. lot of a lot all i needed was the belief in myself to break me out of a lot of this darkness as much as all the ritual and that helped it's just as simple as having a strong mind and being a good report living a good life an honest life and keeping healthy you know yeah you totally. know, don't be afraid of the dark. They're don't, not real. Don't think they can much. scare you, but <laughs> you know, they're they're not there. We have the power over them. So yeah, everyone just keep your thoughts with God, keep your prayers up, keep meditating, and you know, don't ever let this darkness in because there's a whole lot of brilliance waiting in the light for you. Wow, what an excellent conversation, TD. Uh is there any way that my listeners can come across your other content or follow you? Yes, of course. So I'm I'm active on mainly on my Instagram. Um, my full name is TD, like in the title, but seven seven seven. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. You can find my music on all platforms. Uh, on YouTube under TD Triple Seven, and also as Twenty World Two Zero World. Um, so you can find my music and stuff on there. Uh, if you're into what I spoke about today, then. You'd probably be quite interested in my music and content as it's quite different, quite ethereal. I, I speak about a lot of topics that normal people don't. So, yeah, that's 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 a that's about all all for me. Sounds excellent. And everything that he just said, I'll have linked in the details of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, TD. Thank you, too. It's been a brilliant conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Let's have you on again in the future and have another one of these great conversations. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Take care.
That's all for today's episode. Make sure you go check out TD's links that I have in the details of this episode. Cryptic Chronicles is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and basically all podcast hubs. You look for us and we're there. Though Cryptic Chronicles is free to listen to, the cost to maintain it and produce it is substantial. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please go to my Patreon or subscribe star and buy one pledge of a dollar. You can get episodes months and months in advance. Though not the interview episodes, such as the one that you just listened to, I release them immediately. Depending on the pledge, you can also come and host the show with me, or you can just, you know, direct what episode you'd like me to do. By supporting the show, you will in the future make sure that I can make more and more content consistently, as well as keep the lights on. And as always, I'd like to thank my current supporters, MJ Calvo, Adrian, John, Alien X, Lorna Grubb, Linda Gonzalez, Angela Delaire, Ashley, Brad Herbert, Lawrence Lee, Patricia Coles, Kayla, Michael Worrell, Jimmy Woods, Grotius, Sophia Owens, Scott Wellman, Who Wear the Q, Ashley Thompson, Matt Poland, Johnny Wick, to Yale Adams, Danny Van Heck, Carnage, Jesse Leach, Austin Monday, Michael Graham, Ed Hawks, Trusty Old Senpai, Lex Lazarus, Brian Nolan, Jared, Matthew Lawson, Jismic, Spacecoin, Gary Hetzel, Tom McClurney, Colton Spinner, Justin, Miyamoto Musashi, Jeremy Gross, Psychic Terror, Jacob Neil McBride, Cameron Sanders, Robin Van Patten, Ryan L., Lee Gray, Rosalinda Gonzalez, Jonathan Jackson, Brandon Wigglesworth, Cody George, Annie Dadon, TD777, Emily Schmemily, Sphinx314, 61, and Dane Hegelson. Thank you so much for supporting the show, but, you know, most of all, thanks for listening. And as one of the most famous occultists who ever lived once said, Balance every thought with its opposition, because the marriage of them is the destruction of illusion.